Hello. Oh, hello. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Rose Plate Special, the most dramatic, uh, rough around the edgiest, ooh, uh, jugglingest, uh, bottomless mimosaist, coach versus coachingist recap podcast of The Bachelorette ever. 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 Um, and hey, uh, we didn't go anywhere. It probably seemed like we went somewhere, but we did warn you last episode that we would be slightly unavailable at the beginning of the season. Um, I am on almost on the other side of my semester, my summer semester. I have like all the big stuff is done. I have some like homework and quizzes to do for one of my classes. That is not that difficult. <laughs> so I'm feeling lots of relief. And you are not in Canada anymore. No, I had kind so of a, a wild couple of weeks. I had, uh, you know, a, a funeral this week that I had to go to. And, and you know, so that kind of threw a lot of things off. And then the week before that, I spent an entire week in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, uh, which is a fine city. A, a week might might have been a lot. But if you got two or three days to kill, hey, you could do worse than Saskatoon got a do you, nice river <laughs> i was gonna ask you do you have any recommendations for those traveling to saskatoon uh yeah uh, definitely go downtown uh again there's like some beautiful like waterfront park stuff there's uh there's like a, a little festival area they were doing some sort of like food festival when i was there uh that was nice mm. uh went to a couple of good cocktail bars a nice little restaurant uh all this stuff is downtown so yeah downtown saskatoon it's it's nice it's it's not a big feeling city i mean it's probably like i don't know it's probably a quarter million people it's probably like two hundred fifty thousand. yeah that sounds about right okay uh, but it's uh it's it's nice it's very comfortable everyone is very kind there um it's just good good canadian vibes uh reminds me a little bit of like smaller californian cities like okay like fresno but canadian and more like a warm <laughs> hug that's going to be their uh, new tourism slogan, like Fresno, but Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Half the size of Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those places where, again, like, I think you get bored if you stayed there for more than a couple of days. But, um, yeah, I enjoyed my time. Shout out Canada. Wow. Pretty exciting stuff. Um, yeah. And you went to the funeral of an absolute legend, a centenarian. Oh, Pretty incredible. Absolute legend. Absolute yeah. legend. Shout out like, to Donald Bale, one oh. of the greatest to ever do it. And by do it, I mean just just living and live life. Being a badass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like goals. Um, yeah. What, what else was I gonna say? I had something else. Oh, I um, let's see. In the last two weeks, I finished organic chemistry, and I'm waiting for my final grade to find out if I ever have to take it again. But Ooh. I'm like very math oriented. So like when I'm taking an exam and I know I have certain amount of points I have to get to get a certain grade, I'll sit and like count up the points where I'm like, I'm very confident I got these right. Mm -hmm. I'm about 75% confident I got these right. This I probably got half right or more, you know, and this yeah, I have yeah. no idea. And I'll kind of like put it into buckets and be like, I think I have a guaranteed this many points, a probable this many points, a flip of the coin, <laughs> this many points and this I have no idea um, to like know that I should be in safe territory. And I found out that like most people don't do that. <laughs> no, Sammy, like, once again, you've revealed yourself as a gigantic nerd. 
to the surprise of no one. I was like, you don't you don't calculate your odds that you will succeed on a test. You just sit no. in uncertainty and chaos. I, that sounds horrific. <laughs> yeah, that? I, I just I stew in my own anxiety. Uh, you know, I that's that's it. Yeah. I, I assume that the the absolute worst. And then <laughs> if I do better, it's like a lovely surprise. So it's weird that my goal was to get slightly above failing. Like, mm-hmm. well, I guess it would technically still be failing. Basically, I have to get like a 52 or 53% to get at least a C in the class and then so never you have guess to take on it everything. <laughs> you probably do okay, right? Yeah, so, yeah. But I think I landed in like the 150, 170 range out of like okay. the 120 points I needed. So I think it's okay, but and I'm totally not agonizing over it or anything you're, like you're, that. You're gonna do great. You're I good. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. And then I am like, by the time, well, by the next time we record, I should know. But there's a lot of like weirdness going on with like the performance that I'm part of, just like uncertainty there. So it's just like a weird, uncertain time of transition. So what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say is. In in times of transition or turmoil or uncertainty, isn't it nice to have the certainty of the Bachelor world? However, there is a lot of uncertainty thrown in this season, I suppose, with this unknown variable of having two Bachelorettes that we mm-hmm. really see manifest more, especially in episode three. So we're going to talk about weeks two and three on this uh, podcast because we're trying to play catch up and then it should be one once a week from mm-hmm. here on out. But from just so you out. know when to prepare, this is probably this might be a little longer, too. I'm not sure. Um, so what how have you been feeling about the season thus far? Uh, I know you texted me hashtag team meatball. <laughs> First of all, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm a meatball diehard meatball wow. forever. Uh, I will say this is the most engaged I have been with this show in i don't even know how long uh because it's it is it's it's that kind of uncertainty because you fall into these patterns with the bachelor and the bachelorette where i know what's coming and they're always like oh it's the most dramatic and that's the joke right it's never the most dramatic it's never a great shock it's always exactly the kind (laughs) of drama that we expect you know it's it's like when you go and see a marvel movie okay like whether or not you enjoy them, there's like a baseline level of entertainment. You know exactly what you're getting from a visual standpoint, mm-hmm. from a story standpoint. You you kind of know what you're getting. And the, we don't have that this season. This is like if you went to see a Marvel movie and the opening scene was like Captain America getting shot in the head. You would not expect that, you know? So you're like, where is this going? Yeah, it's like, oh, that was a little gory. Um <laughs> it's it's just good. It's nice to feel like I, I don't understand what's going to happen next. And I think part of that is because it. I'm sure there's a degree of calculation here, but also I don't think the showrunners for the first time in a long time completely have you know the the reins tightened on where the show is headed, and it's good. Mm. And I I, I like that there's an added layer of potential conflict because we're presented with two bachelorettes. And unlike the last time they did this, where it's just like, okay, first night, uh, men vote on the woman you like the most. The other one could fuck off. Uh, <laughs> this is okay. Yeah, that so, was really interesting, wasn't it? I was like, yeah. oh my God. 
So now we have two, but you 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 now have to navigate all these things. So a lot of the rules kind of go out the window. And the, the women were saying, okay, well, we want the guys to be able to choose. You know, we're not going to have a draft. Um, <laughs> but then they start to find out like, oh, no, I have all these insecurities. I don't feel like the special princess because we have double special princess. What happens if I like a guy, but that guy likes what are the other women? Or what happens if one of the women, you know, likes one of the guys, but the guy li likes the other woman? There's all these extra layers of conflict and, and emotional beats that have to be navigated. And they don't know how to navigate them. And it's absolutely wonderful. And also, you have the contrast of our two bachelorettes. In Gabby, you have someone who is, is just kind of like funny and, and kind of goofy. And when she talks, she reminds me of Jennifer Tilly. And then <laughs> in Rachel, you have what I would say is, and this is not a knock against Rachel, but she is like a prototypical bachelorette, right? Like if you made oh, a bachelorette yeah. in a lab, it's her. It's like blonde hair. It's it's just like general, like aesthetically pleasing. Checks all the boxes for like what a, a you know a modern beauty standard. All these things just boop 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 down the line. She's nice, but she's not overly nice. She's vulnerable, but she's not too overly vulnerable. She's just she's like a a, a lab creation. So then you have those two things going back and forth, and it is so fun to watch. So yeah, this is a this is a big season for me. I'm very into it. I can tell you're very into it. I know. So um, I just I, it's there for my no, monologuing. <laughs> no, that was no. I was I was like I'm just gonna let you go because this is good. Um, you know it's interesting. I well I really, I mean I Gabby grew on me so much during the last season, and it's I it's so rewarding to get to. I feel like I have gotten to see her personality like even better. And I'm like, yeah, this is the funny they were talking about. It is totally true. She's super goofy. I feel like we would be friends. So I enjoy watching her on TV because I'm like, yeah, yeah, I totally get where she's coming from. And sh she's like goofy in a great way. And okay, my favorite part, and I don't remember which episode this was in, but <laughs> I think it was episode three where they were like, like she came over and she hung out by the pool and she said something about football and she goes, Bumble, I know that one. And I was like, she was a whole ass cheerleader. And she's like, she's like totally like pretending like she doesn't know anything about football. I'm like, she fucking does know things about football. She was like, she was like a, a cheerleader. NFL cheerleader. And she's like, Bumble. <laughs> and I thought that was like so great because I was, I was like, I feel like I'm in on the joke and I understand what she's doing. Um, the other interesting thing is some of the men that I thought were like cool in the beginning, I no longer like at all. And some of the men I didn't really have an opinion about, I'm like gunning for pretty hard. And it happened like faster and more dramatically for me than it did in other seasons. Like I did like a 180, like, you know what? Go fuck yourself. So let's get into it. Let's get into the episodes um, in general. I mm -hmm. think it's also interesting that in episode two, they started by saying there's not enough beds for all the men in this house. So it's pretty obvious that the plan at the first, you know, cocktail party wasn't to have them all 
stay like through the first rose no. ceremony. Now you got men sleeping on patio furniture. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't planned in any way. Like, and I don't think that was like a production jokey thing. I really do think they were like, hey, we didn't get a chance to meet them all. And they were like, okay. And they're like, hey, can you all just like sleep wherever for the next like night or two? Thanks. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, okay, and this was kind of fun too. So like the women are hanging out and they're like, okay, so we want to see their six pack abs, but we like don't want to be obvious about it. <laughs> so let's have a pageant. <laughs> it's like, and I and the I swear to, to God, by this point they were already drunk on mimosas, and they mm-hmm. were just like, <laughs> you want to see your abs? <laughs> um, and then the gifts were speedos, and at this point I asked Chuck. Hey, would you wear a speedo like an animal print speedo? And he was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "That's what I thought." Okay. Anyway, continuing. <laughs> so the pageant was really not really like we got to see some talent, but we didn't get to see a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And like Logan's worm talent annoyed me. Um, we a couple people juggled. Uh, there were some nunchucks and. Uh, Okay, I was okay, and this is this is where like things turned because I actually thought one of my favorite talents that wasn't really a talent. Um, oh my god, I'm forgetting his name. The real estate guy with the ponytail. Oh it's god, a, he's got a J name. What is it? Jason Jacob? Whatever. I oh uh, yeah, the guy who the, the are you, wait are you talking about the guy who looks like he's like on a romance novel cover? Yeah, I like hate him now, but at this point I didn't, and I was like. I thought it was really funny. Yeah, Jacob, where he was like, he's like, I'm going to teach you how to save like $60,000 on a 30-year fixed mortgage. I thought that was like funny. And I was, was like, really okay, funny, yeah. that's very funny. And I really like that. And then Meatball comes out and he's like, I'm just going to pour sauce all over myself. Exactly. And that's Rachel called goes, I don't do canned sauce. <laughs> Uh, but also it's like I'm sorry did you expect Meatball to like make a special trip to the farmer's market to like slow simmer a sauce for eight hours come on listen he's He's been like making the meatball subs and and spaghetti and shit I don't Mm -hmm. know how he's doing it but anyway with provided sauces I would imagine yeah but it was just funny she's like "Uh, I don't do canned sauce Uh, (laughs) uh, but oh and then there was like one guy who was wearing like a banana hammock um, like a la Borat Uh, Mm -hmm. and then Okay, so then we get to Chris, who was like, who I just fucking cannot stand at all. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I think everybody is in the same boat. Uh, he's he a was, mentality coach, so maybe yeah, you need to change yeah. your mentality. Here's here's the <laughs> fucked up thing, right? Like, this is what I wrote down. Like, if somebody is like a mentality coach, but their whole mentality is like delusional and negative, like, why would you ever? This is like, I've seen so many coaches tank their careers on the show and i don't know why they keep doing it why they mm-hmm. think the outcome is going to be different but there is a twist in this story that i'll get to in a minute but chris is like my favorite things are leadership <laughs> Le- what? who says one of their favorite things is leadership super i was weird. like that doesn't make any sense you know and music and stuff and then he sings so poorly and i feel like i can say this because i was like a classically trained musician um but i was like wow your voice is bad <laughs> like what well, is really someone bad. who can't carry a tune uh i you know i i recognize a, a fellow non-singer when i hear one so they changed mentality coach to tone deaf for a hot second i don't know if you caught that oh love um, that <laughs> and it was just like 
you know, Rachel and Gabby, I think you're great. You know, and I was like, wow, it's pretty good. <laughs> and then, but then uh, Quincy starts getting um, critical of Chris and he's a life coach. And I thought this was very interesting that a mm-hmm. life coach is gunning for a mentality coach. Oh, yeah. Battle coach of the coach. coaches. Yeah. Life coach. It's kind of like the old school. I don't want an actual job and I'm obsessed with myself kind of kind of thing. And then mentality coach is the new school, you know. So yeah. it's really, really just a generational battle is how I like to think of it. It's just so interesting. Um I'm trying to figure out, do you know, do we know what, um, wait, I thought, wait, who's the graduate student? I thought it was Spencer. Who's, mm. the, who's the grad student? I don't know. I <laughs> graduate student for Spencer, but then I go on, um, huh. but then I go on like his bio and it says venture capitalist. Those are two very different things. Speaking mm-hmm. as a graduate student. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think if like, I if I was a graduate student, I, I would like the money of a venture capitalist in order to fund my my graduate school. But if you're already a venture capitalist, I don't know why you're going to grad school. Uh, you're just I mean, a, a, a rich dick, I'd imagine. <laughs> I mean, if I'm if I become a rich dick, I'll still keep going to school. We know that about me. But um, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out because I swear to God, because I wrote down graduate student, and I was like, I don't remember seeing graduate student on any of these. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm like very confused. Um, and I'm not seeing it on his like description either. Okay. Anyway. So I was like, mm, I have so many questions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Spencer Sweeze. Um, he doesn't consider himself a textbook romantic. He thinks EDM is ridiculous. Uh, but anyway, I wrote down so as a concept. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I was like, who is he? Uh, but anyway, uh, where are my notes? Okay. So yeah, we start the battle of the life coaches here in this like pageant. And then I wrote down like, Chris is the villain, obviously. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. and then, and then this was kind of interesting too. Like then the women like go off and talk to some of the guys, you know, after this pageant. And this is like where it starts, where, one of the women is having a good time and the other one is having straight up not a good time. And Rachel's kind of feeling like she gets rejected by the first guy she talks to. And then like Gabby and Johnny are making out. Yeah. And, and this is interesting too, because it kind of sets a, a, a bit of a motif here that carries on into episode three, where the women oscillate between, you know, one feeling rejected and the other one feeling good. And then they kind of switch and it's just this back and forth, this ebb and flow. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of the structure of this whole thing because you're constantly like not feeling like you're the complete center of attention, which is the norm for the bachelor, the bachelorette. So, yeah. And then, okay. I did find Spencer stuff. He's an MBA candidate. Okay. Not surprising. (laughs) All right. Graduate student, whatever. Um, so, (laughs) Nothing against MBAs, but um, let's see. So then we get to see some, I, I like don't know anyone's names yet, uh, but there's like one guy who is like, I'm a traveler. And he's like um, talking to 
to Rachel. They're having a convo, but it's like, this is just friend stuff. And then I also have notes about someone talking about like the Harry Potter audiobook. I was like, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? It's like, they do all the voices and it's so good. And I was like, I am so embarrassed <laughs> for everyone involved. Um, yeah. Logan, I don't know how to take Logan. Like, I, okay, between Logan and the guy who looks just like Logan, Eric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Eric with his bad haircut. Yeah, like, they both are kind of, I don't know how these Air two rich. are front runners. Yeah. Yeah, it's how are they odd. front runners? I'm like, these these dudes? No, thank you. I don't think so. Um, But Logan says something about, like, uh, to Rachel, and he's like, I've noticed you're brave. Which just seemed like a line, you know, but she liked it. Uh, If someone said that to me, I would drown them in a river. I do not. (laughs) Hi, I noticed you're brave. Shut the fuck up. What? Don't say that. What does that even mean? What does that mean? (laughs) Did did I just like win the uh, a purple heart? What? (laughs) Yeah, he's like, you're so brave to be on TV again and get paid money and get all the styling and and now be in control and I don't know. It's just like a really weird. Some canned bullshit. I'm not into it. It was just like a very weird, like, way of putting it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just felt odd about it. Like, you're so brave. <laughs> okay. But enough to, like, enough to, you know, make out or whatever. Yeah. And, don't call me and brave then, unless I survive a bear attack or something cool. Yeah, like, that's brave. <laughs> I'm not brave for being on a reality show. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like a weird statement. And then, but Logan and Gabby are also kissing. And then I thought that was going to make it more dramatic next week, but no spoilers. Um, So Gabby gives the rose to Johnny, which like, I also don't really understand the appeal of Johnny. Like these front runners, I mean, outside of like, I think Nate is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, cool. He's like one of the only people on the show I like right now. <laughs> because, well, he's just got like a, like obviously like a moral compass <laughs> mm-hmm. and he's like cute and he seems very respectful. And so I'm like very pro Nate, but like most of the guys on the show, I'm like, uh, really? Like, okay. But I feel like there will be some people who emerge later and we'll get to see more of like, I don't think Tino is going anywhere and I feel like he's pretty normal cause he's been pretty quiet. Um, mm-hmm. and I do like Zach too. I, I think Zach is cool. But yeah, uh, yeah, I, I like Nate a lot and I think he should be a stronger front runner than he is now. Like, obviously, he's he's in the running, but I, I think the problem he's going to run into is uh, it does not seem to me and I could be wrong about this because we're still early on. I don't think Gabby is ready to like co-parent with her reality future husband or something. And because Nate has a kid, I just have a feeling that she really likes him. but. You know, the the ship is already sinking before it leaves the harbor, if you will. Like, it's just we're going to watch this thing go down. I, I just I don't I don't see him lasting hmm. just because of that. Uh, unless she gets past. It. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. She but might I just, get past it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard to say at this point, but it's That's interesting to me because and we see this in the episode, um, you know, a lot of the guys are kind of they're kind of in between on things at this point. It's it's episode two. You know, it's not maybe they came in with someone they were interested in, but it's entirely possible that that's changed or, you know, that they they're kind of interested in both women. Um, but 
now you're going to see people that are eliminated who uh, by any measure it's like oh you're a really good guy you're a nice person i just don't think you're my person well he might be somebody else's person if there was one more than one bachelorette so i'm kind of worried and we'll see how this plays out because of what goes down in episode three but this kind of thinning of the herd that's going on from having two bachelorettes. And by the time we get to the end, are we going to have, you know, instead of the winners, are we really just going to have some second or third place fuck boys that just happen to stick around? I don't know. It's hard to Mm. say, but again, it adds an extra layer of intrigue for us. So I'm into it. That's true. That's a good point. Um, Yeah. It's hard to say. I would say like, well, and I don't want to get too into this. Well, maybe it doesn't matter. But um, like, I think some of the quieter guys we haven't seen a lot from, I'm hoping they emerge more. And I'm hoping like some of this drama that we're seeing, maybe it plays out in earlier episodes and then works itself out in a couple weeks. That could very mm-hmm. well be the case. Like, because I feel like we haven't seen a lot from Avon, but it's clear that there's something there. Like, I think we may see more of him. Um, hold on. Let me see. I don't know about Johnny. I just don't get the whole Johnny thing. And I mean, I keep saying like old man for Jordan, even though he's a year older than me. <laughs> but Jordan does seem cool. Like he does seem cool. Um, and I, I do appreciate that he's like been outspoken and, and I mean, all the men that, that spoke up and we'll talk about that in a little bit, you know, which could have put themselves in jeopardy. They decided that was more important and it did feel genuine. And I did appreciate that. And I thought like Mario was like a front runner from the beginning. And now I feel like, I mean, he did get picked last, like that one time, which Mm -hmm. is sometimes like a sign of like, you are important, but we're building some tension. Um, So I'm not really sure where that's going to go either, but to get back into this stuff, um, so Gabby gives the rose to Johnny, which, yeah, I don't get it. Uh, Rachel gives the rose to Logan, also kind of don't get it. <laughs> and Gabby decided not to step on Rachel's toes with this one because they were both interested in Logan. Any, Anyway, yeah, if I was Gabby, I'd be like, you can have Logan. Uh, and then other Jordan, because there were two Jordans. There's like the older Jordan H and then Jordan V. Jordan V is the mm-hmm. drag racer. They go on a date. Rachel and Jordan go on a date. and. Like, and they go and do the zero G plane. And unlike Vanessa, (laughs) Jordan did not get sick. He made himself look really good in the zero G plane. Like, yeah, tough. I don't, I can't remember. I, I, so when, when was it? This was a long time ago, but like, yeah, Vanessa was it vomited on Nick Vile in zero G. And, and does the show not recall, like, I just immediately had like a a nightmare flashback to this. And I'm like, man, Rachel's been kind of, you know, uh, I don't know, a a little, a little hesitant about things and maybe a little bit nervous. And this seems like a prime vomit time for someone. And I thought we were going to get kind of a a reprise of that, but unfortunately it doesn't seem like it. So I, I think, you know, I think they did pick the best possible candidate to do that because you've got to like, if you want that to be successful and not a shit show, you would want to put someone who's like kind of a thrill seeker into a role like that and someone who's used to getting like lurched around and stuff. And if you're a drag racer, 
you're mm-hmm. and a pilot. <laughs> you're moving your body in some pretty unique ways. So like I wasn't worried about Rachel. I knew she wasn't gonna get yeah, sick she'd be because fine. she's a yeah. pilot. Yeah. But with Jordan, I was like, well, out of all the people that they could have picked to be on the state, because usually it's like they'll pick the person who's like afraid of heights, afraid to do the daring thing. But this time it felt like they picked the person who would be like the best for this date. And he handled it very well. And it seemed like they actually had a lot of fun. Um, and so I was like, wow, the date's going really well. What could possibly go wrong? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we cut to the men in the house. And God, yeah, I mean, I know that some of this is producer manipulation. But if you're letting yourself get manipulated this way, I don't know what to say. Because I would never say this shit. <laughs> I would rather not be on TV than sound like such a jackass. Oh, who here has spent time with my girl so far? Well, which one's your girl? Well, I'm open to both of them. And I plan on being <laughs> here all the way. But you know what? Like, it would be a real deal breaker if we got all the way to the fantasy suite and they slept with multiple people. I would be out. And all the men are like, why are you talking about the fantasy suite? And it's fucking week one dude <laughs> like yeah that's gross well, and the other thing is it's just like i guess he's talking about it conceptually but there's there's two layers to this because you go because and, and i think when the women confront him later they're like how are you talking about fantasy suite that's like almost a non-issue to me because it's a big part of the show it's something you know is coming eventually whatever like it's inevitable however being like Oh, if she bangs another dude before me, that's a deal. Like, why Why would you say that? How could that ever in a million years? One, it's gross just in general. Two, by vocalizing that shit, what part of you believes that that's going to go over well? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's right. Just... And we had this this issue a, a couple of seasons ago on, on just the regular Bachelor uh, where, uh, who, I can't remember what her name was. Jeez. Uh, girl with brown hair whose dad was like a basketball coach, I think. But I, I'm pretty sure she had an issue. Madison? I think it was Madison. Yeah. Madison had yeah. an issue with the whole fantasy suite thing. And it's just like, what do you think this is? Like, have you, have you seen the bachelor? Have you seen the, ba- like, this is what happens. There's things that always happen. And this is one of them. So, uh, yeah, it's but it's insane that because you're going to sit around, you're going to talk about the show because you have nothing else to talk about. Like your entire life is pursuing a woman on television while you sit around with a bunch of other guys that just like to work out all day. So there's nothing else to talk about. But, dude, just sh- shut the hell up. Don't talk about that. Talk about anything else. Anything else. Yeah, it's. Well, and there was like that other guy, that that Luke guy. Remember that super controlling dude mm-hmm. who oh, was like was that real bad. Yeah, he was like totally bad vibes. Bad. The human bears. embodiment of a red flag. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I just like, ugh. yeah, it's there's nothing good is going to come out of this. And also, like, yeah, this is a conversation to have once you get to final four. Mm-hmm. And then you can say, hey, you know, this is how I feel. And here's hoping that, you know, that person would be like, well, that's too much to ask. OK, because <laughs> I think that's like ridiculous. Now I'm checking in on Madison and Hannah Ann and Kelly and like what's going on with all of them. <laughs> um, apparently, Hannah Ann is with somebody new. Madison's with someone super Jesus-y, not shocking Bleh. Anna Annis was somebody named Jake Funk who has a neck that's uh huge I don't know how to describe it uh, outside of 
his neck is bigger than my head. Um, and I'm also like, is Victoria Fuller still just like a, a shameless white supremacist? I'm sure. But, <laughs> um, oh, oh no, Kelly got Lyme disease. Oh no, I love you, Kelly. That's horrible. Oh, yeah, that's, God. that's, that shit I mean, if is it, life ruining. Yeah. I, not one of my favorite diseases. That's no, ugh. definitely my least favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I feel so bad for her. And I don't think she's not with Pete anymore. Right. I'm sorry to go on this wild tangent, but I'm just like, what? <laughs> What are what are tangents like, on this show? Never. I, I really liked all the women who were on Pete season, and I just hated Pete so much mm-hmm. that I just wanted them all to do well, and I wanted him to just be destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm just like, what's he up to? Is he like forever alone? Because he deserves to be forever alone. Probably. <laughs> Seems likely, at least. Um, oh God. Yeah. His posts are so bro Oh my God. I really don't get it. I do not get the appeal at all. I yeah, also I... would not want to hang out with his mom. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, well, she's just like too much. You know what I mean? She's mm-hmm. just like, she's like, I don't need someone to be that involved in my relationship. No, thank you. No, thank Mm-mm. you. Yeah, it seems like he's just on his own now and uh, good. Okay, anyway, so blah blah Oh, yeah, and Victoria probably sucks. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't care enough to check into it. I just think she's but hey, a terrible person. Chris is an idiot. And okay, what so, happens when you're a doofus? We need to have a confrontation. <laughs> yeah, okay, so... Chris is a mentality coach, but his mentality is just bad, right? Um, And he's just like, you know, talking about this fantasy suite stuff. Thank you. And then Nate was like already like, hey, I don't think you should be talking about that stuff. I think that's really inappropriate. And I think it's really disrespectful to the women. And why are you just viewing them this way? I don't think that's cool. And I was like, team Nate, team Nate. Love you, Nate. You're awesome. (laughs) Um, so the date with Jordan goes well, but it doesn't matter because Rachel isn't feeling it. And honestly, I thought they were pretty compatible because I'm like, he's into drag racing. You're a pilot. Like, you know what I mean? It seems like they could kind of go toe to toe on adventure. He's not into the drag race I'm interested in, but sure. Yeah, he's You fine. don't know that. You don't know that. <laughs> you could be into both kinds of drag race. You do not know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it just didn't work. He was really sweet. It was very sad. But here's the thing that I thought was interesting because I thought, oh, well, if they get sent home by one of the bachelorettes before they choose, wouldn't they just get to go back to the house? No, he's just gone. He's just gone. And that's what I was saying. Like, uh oh, he probably maybe he was good for someone else, but we don't know. (laughs) I thought that was a very interesting wrinkle in the show. And I was like, that makes the stakes higher. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So then I have some mention of Alec. Who's Alec? I forgot. Oh, Alec was the wedding photographer who brought that choir. Um, I mm-hmm. thought I liked him. Now I'm not so sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I just I'm not positive. But he wanted one on one time late with the ladies. Nate gets a date with Gabby. Uh, Jordan goes home. Uh, the date with Gabby and Nate. I don't have like a ton of notes on it, but they just really seem to like 
get along well. They have a very mm-hmm. cute dynamic. It was very just like fun. Um, and I really love, I, I'll never get over these big empty dinner sets that they put them on. Like this big <laughs> hall, you know, it's just like, I think there were some like prop suitcases along the side for what reason? I don't know. Why do they put all those vases in the background of every fucking scene? I have no idea. But I was like, mm-hmm. okay, you really tried to do it with props and lighting today. Uh, and they're not going to eat the dinner food. And yeah, this is when Nate talks about having a kid. And Gabby's like, I'm not so sure that I want to be an instant mom, but I don't have to decide right now. And Mm -hmm. I think it is a good sign that she liked him enough to keep him around despite being unsure about that. I think that's the good indication that bodes well for him. Um, Yeah. But yeah, now the men start to talk about like, hey, it's going to probably be that time that we've got to like make a choice, right? We've got to do that sooner rather than later because otherwise Mm -hmm. that no one can progress, right? So they get to this rose ceremony and... Um, oh, (laughs) and then there's like, so, or well, first there's the cocktail party and Mario wanted to get to know Rachel and he was like, we're going to do a workout. And I was like, boo. And then he was like, I'm going to pick you up. And I was like, okay, kind of cute. Um, and he's like, I'm going (laughs) to squat you, you know, and she really liked that. She thought that was cute. So I, you know, good for him, but it doesn't, didn't seem Mm -hmm. like he had like a decision one way or another at that point. Okay, who's the boardwalk guy? Because I actually was like, that's like one of the most interesting jobs I've ever heard on the oh, show. Oh, yeah. He's like the New Jersey guy. And it's just like, what yeah. do you do? It's like, I run carnival games. Wait, wait, you're a carny? He's I, a carny. And I was like, we have a carny on this show? Wait, was that Tyler? Or was that not Tyler? He's from New Jersey. Um, Small business owner from Wildwood, New Jersey. That would, Yep, that's right? got to be it. That's got to be it. Yeah, it's got to be Tyler. Yeah. Dude, I thought that that was really fun. Like mm-hmm. literally fun. And I was like, yeah. Normalize carnies on the bachelor. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, yeah, my brother and I run these like basketball games. And I was like, mm. that's actually like super fun. Like I, he's, he's trying to like rehabilitate, rehabilitate the carny image. He's like, yeah, people think that we're all like swindlers and liars, but I'm here to be honest. <laughs> I mean, he really did wipe the floor with her. Um, yeah, he did. He did. He's like, you don't get this stuffed animal. I'll just give you a kiss instead. And I would have been like, can I get a stuffed animal too? Well, I kind of want the stuffed animal, yeah. Well, I think that would be pretty cool. Uh, uh, I mean, Tyler's definitely not my type, but that's okay. No. <laughs> he seems nice. Um, so that, yeah, that went really well. That was like a very cute interaction. And he like did mm-hmm. sweet stuff later. He's not a douchebag, at least not yet. I mean, no, I, no. he seems like he doesn't give me bad vibes. Um, let's see, Rachel. Okay. So then, yeah. So Gabby's snuggling with Eric. That seems to be going well, mullet and all. Some dude brings out mini golf. I'm not sure who it was because they cut to it so fast. And then Quincy life coach wants to bring up mentality coach issue with Chris and Mm -hmm. Jordan, the Jordan who stayed. I said, a few guys, including the oldie and the cute one. What <laughs> what are these notes? Um, are like, I'll back you up. Um, and so that was good. Also, I really liked Quincy's suit this night. This was like the baby blue suit. Very mm-hmm. nice look. Good um, look. Yes. And then this was the smart thing that he did. And Quincy knows how to play this game. And he's probably watched this show before. Because he um, ends up taking Rachel over to the other men on the couch 
Mm-hmm. So they're all as a unit talking about this issue. So that worked out well for them. And then Rachel was like, that's gross. What the hell? Talks to Gabby. They interrogate Chris. And all I heard was like, you know, peanuts teacher noises. (laughs) Just nonsense. Absolute fucking nonsense. I don't even know what he was saying. I don't even care. Um, They were just like, it's time for you to leave. Like he had no. And I think Rachel called him out on it. I think she said something like, you know, like you're just talking in circles right now and nothing mm-hmm. you're saying is making sense. And I was oh, like, yeah. I'm he really was just glad. Like, he was just talking until like, he, he figured he could, if, he, if he just kept talking, he Sometimes could I do that essentially, on the show. <laughs> just get, he's just trying to get to a point. He's like, if I just keep moving my lips and words keep coming out, eventually I'll get to something. However, he did not reach that point at all, which is amazing. <laughs> Dude. Yes. Um, oh my god, I just found a Bachelor in Paradise spoiler on accident. I'm not going to say it. I'm not even going to tell you. <laughs> um, okay, sorry. That was an accident. Ugh. So so then they're like, leave. And any self-respecting dude, even some men that I thought wouldn't leave so peacefully, and I'll talk about that later, did have. And yeah. this guy decides to like flip back around and thinks he has the right to mm-hmm. interrogate these men and make them feel <laughs> bad for telling the truth. And he's like, can I talk yeah. to you for a minute? Can I talk to you for a minute? Great, great. Yeah, can I talk to you for a minute? And I was just like, this is so manipulative and so fucking gross. Mm-hmm. And he's like gathering gathering them up, you know, and he's like, so which one of you talked to them about me? Because obviously they wouldn't have known about this because it was, this was the first time they were hearing about it. So they heard about it from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the men are kind of like, listen, we don't owe you anything. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then Gabby and Rachel come over and they're like, uh, we told you to leave. So you should be <laughs> leaving. And That's probably the what camera, you should do. <laughs> the camera pans out and all of the men are surrounding him. <laughs> and I was like, this is physically intimidating, you know? And he's I like, all right. It. All right, I'll leave, you know, and and it was like if he decided not to leave, there would have been like 15 men like shoving him out the door. That was pretty oh, obvious. Yeah. Um, so that was a great decision to get him out early. And even though maybe he would have made an interest, interesting villain. I don't know. He just he was like he didn't have enough of the charisma, actual charisma to mm-hmm. pull it off the way other good villains do. So I was happy to see him go. Um, then my next surprise was, okay, so that Boston guy. Yeah. Um, that guy that was like, Gabby, shut up a second. <laughs> I hate that guy. I Least know. Favorite. Same, same, same. Um, so that guy, uh, wait, what's his name again? I, oh, I keep forgetting. Um, he's at the end of this list. Ryan. So Yeah, he's like the anti-meatball. <laughs> yes, yes. Ryan. He, but this was interesting, too, because I thought Ryan was interested in Gabby because I thought <laughs> he was like, oh, playful banter. No, apparently you just want to talk down to Gabby because you're interested in Rachel. What the fuck? Love it. Um, So this rose ceremony, the women give out roses equally. Like it was like they both want you here. The, you know, it doesn't matter who you get it from. Just like say yes. Um. Mm-hmm. So Jason, Avon, Eric, Zach, Jordan, Quincy, Michael, Tino, Jacob, Tyler, Tremaine, 
Hayden, Meatball, <laughs> Kirk, yes. Spencer, Alec, Ethan, and Mario all get roses. And the only person I recognized who didn't get a rose was Ryan, the the Boston mm-hmm. a-hole. Uh, but it was interesting because he softened up a lot when he got rejected. Like he wasn't um, being like defensive or, you know, like, wow, they really missed out, which I kind of thought he was going to do. And he was yeah. like, wow, this situation really changes you. And I'm sad that I didn't get to stay longer. And I was forming strong feelings and I really didn't think it was going to work. And it did work. And I'm just sad. I'm just sad. And I was like, hmm, hmm, rough exterior, soft you know, nougaty inside, not sure. So that hmm. kind of made me more like generous to him because I thought that his exit was one of the most graceful that I had ever yeah. seen. Like he was really sweet about it. And then we get to the end of episode two and Meatball is <laughs> providing dinner for Gabby and Rachel. Which and is they're amazing. Like, they're like, if he can do this every night, he's going all the way to the end. And that show, you know, a, a way th- to someone's heart is through their stomach, right? That's always yeah. like, the way to do it. I thought well, that this was is really like a sweet. wonderful, like, definite producer push moment. They're like, you got a million guys here. Clearly, you're only interested in a few people. Uh, but can we just keep this guy around? He's nice. He'll make you food. You're not. You're probably not going to marry him. But like, yeah, he's, you know, he's, he's not causing any problems. He's a net positive just to have on the roster. You know, he's a, he's a culture guy. You get, you get these people in sports all the time. It's like, why do you, you know, why do you keep him around? He's just, it's just a positive force. It's like Bobby Portis playing for the Milwaukee Bucks. Is he a starter? No. Is he the most important player on the team? Absolutely not. Does he bring a certain X factor? Yes. And that's what meatball brings. Yes, Meatball does have an X factor, and that X stands for uh, exactly the right amount of sauce. So mm-hmm. let's awesome. go to episode three, X sauce. Um, <laughs> so, okay, I did write down a lot from the beginning because it was kind of just like, oh, things are getting real and we have to make decisions. Blah, 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 blah. Um, we know Zach is getting the next date with Rachel. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wait, it's a shopping date? But it wasn't really a shopping date yeah it was like an in-betweener date it was an almost shopping date (laughs) do you watch queer eye because i actually don't and i feel like i'm one of the only people on the planet who doesn't i don't which is to say that i haven't seen it both old and the new one i mean Um, i watch the entire old series but um there was like there's like been a lot of criticism around the new queer eye um Mm -hmm. that has like made me uh hesitant to watch it let's put put it that way okay um like just like very capitalistic not that we're not watching but anyway (laughs) (laughs) there's just there's some very valid criticisms where i'm like if i want to watch something feel good i want to feel all the way good about it you know what i mean um Mm -hmm. but okay and i want to make sure i pronounce his name correctly is it karamo i think it's karamo right yeah from Queer think, Eye. Yeah. So, so he shows up on this date and it's like kind of a shopping date, but not really. It's, it's like, it's like sitting down, talking, getting to know each other and then putting on mostly silly outfits you're not actually going to wear. And then one actually serious outfit that they would wear. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pretty and, much. Yeah. Like that was basically the extent of it. I think um, like it was a cute date. We didn't get to see a ton of it. Um, like at the beginning, like the shopping stuff, but, um, Rachel and Zach do seem to have a very nice dynamic 
It seemed to go well. It was very cute. It felt natural. It didn't feel like forced or weird. Sometimes when there's like a guest on the show, like if if the personalities don't mesh well, like it's a weird experience, but it seemed very like sweet and fun. Um, mm-hmm. And then this is where, yeah, Gabby went to hang out with the men at the pool. And yeah, and she was like, Bumble, I know what that means. And uh, <laughs> this was like one of those situations that like Michelle also experienced in the last season where she went to go hang out with the men and then they were all like busy hanging out with each other. <laughs> and <laughs> that was kind of what Which happened to Gabby. I was just like, why are you doing that, you boneheads? And she said, like, lack of effort is a decision at this point. And I totally agree. And I was surprised that, like, some of the men who have been like, I'm really going for Gabby, like, didn't approach her. And she obviously felt frustrated Mm -hmm. and rejected by that. And I get it. I also understand, like, when it's that early on. And some of the best men are probably like, well, I'm not going to be aggressive because I don't want to give off that you know making an effort but not getting in the way and Mm -hmm. it is also important to form bonds in the house because you're going to be spending all of your time with these men so I feel like that you know bachelorette comes over to hang out with the men thing often doesn't go the way that they expect it to unless they like turn it into a specific event you know if they Mm -hmm. were like oh let's play marco polo or chicken or you know like let's do a game let's um uh let me see how good you are at grilling stuff i don't know you know like (laughs) anything like if they had done anything i think it would have been more of a cue to them like oh we should be competitive in this moment as well but because they weren't it's like you know, they all just seem to be enjoying each other's company. And so she left looking kind of dejected and I, I get that. So, uh, but going back to Rachel and Zach's date. So yeah, we see like the montage of goofy outfits and then some really fashionable Mm -hmm. stuff. And then they're like, we're going to this big movie premiere. And, um, and Gabby in the meanwhile, it's like, this is like what they're doing for this season, which is, I kind of hate it, but it's like, we're do- having this great date. And Gabby's like crying, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but we find out that Eric gets asked out on a date and he kind of seemed like hesitant, like he was like, I'm really excited. And I was like, are you, are you excited? <laughs> it's kind of a weird way to say that anyway. Um, and then they're like, we're going to this movie called Me and You. And I'm like, I've never heard of that movie. What are you talking about? And why is everyone taking your picture? Do they really care? You know? Um, I, okay. So my, my favorite part about this is, and, and I, I hope the recording's working again. Sorry. We had technical difficulties, listeners, but you probably don't even know that. Um, they're, they're, they go to this like movie premiere and it's this whole thing, right? And then I, all I could think of was the poor production assistant, some 22-year-old kid who just had to sift through hours of home video footage to put together this perfect thing. And it's just like, okay, we need to make them cry. Make sure we're making them cry. I also was wondering with all of this, like, did they ask every family to submit this footage? Mm-hmm. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because Oh, for sure. They must have, right? Because otherwise, that would be a lot to like put together last minute. 
or mm-hmm. to have like the family dig up because this is yeah. not an easy task. Like we are, you know, children of the eighties and nineties and you know, a lot of our footage is on these formats that require conversion. It's not like, oh, it's all on a flash drive and you just like stick it in and you can edit it. And they're not much younger than us. I mean, enough no. that s- some of the old footage is still going to be on like less friendly formats. And <laughs> just so like just a VHSC. About- it's like, oh, I need right. an adapter for this. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like you got to go to one of those, you know, like making memories, like, you know, outsource third party, you know, services that like that like converts all the stuff for you or like love you know, that it's like they're asking like, you know, the interns like who's got a Betamax at home? You know, it's like uh, I do. Uh, but but yeah, it's just like that. I I just kept thinking about the logistical nightmare of putting these videos together. Oh my God. I feel yeah. like they've done this in other seasons, but it's usually like they're at someone's house when they're watching this, which is like mm-hmm. arguably a lot easier. Um, but it was cute. They were emotional. And then the best moment they had uh, was when Zach said to Rachel that like he used to go down to the airport with his dad and his dad would like name all the planes coming in. And Rachel mm-hmm. was like, oh, we did the same thing. Oh my God. And it was very cute. <laughs> that was a very cute moment. It was very sweet. Um, and he's like, I've never heard of anybody else doing that. Um, and I was like, well, I laid on the hood of my car and talked about, you know, someone being Abraham Lincoln, but no, that was way too <laughs> That wasn't my life. Um, but yeah, that was cute. They seem to mesh well. I don't have anything against him. Mm-hmm. And he seems cool. I don't know. They had like a good, they seem to have like a good moment and a good dynamic. Um, and let's see, what else did I have about that? Oh, and then they danced uh, to this dude, Matt White, which like, I don't know who he is really, but. No, no, nobody knows who these people I mean, It's The Bachelor. That's that's the joy of The Bachelor. These are people <laughs> dude. that sh- you will only be vaguely aware of in the context of The Bachelor and then never again. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I no idea. Unless you become are. unless you become an eternal fan and you subscribe to one of their boxes. Uh, by mm. the way, everyone, I'm going to I'm going to cheat like. uh what am I trying to say? I'm going to tease it now and then the big reveal will come later. But I, I purchased and acquired, I got on the waiting list. And after a year of being on the waiting list, I got in and I ordered a jelly box. And so oh. I'm getting a jelly box. You know, and I'm very excited. <laughs> Sammy, let me tell you the only time in my life I've ever been disappointed in you is when <laughs> you reached out to me. And and you said, Steve, should I get a jilly box? I'm sorry. Should you? You should. This is not a question. This it should have been Steve. I ordered the jilly box, but I'm glad that you did. Listen, um, I also but, have like a catalytic converter to pay for right now. So I yeah, like, you're like it's expensive. I, I was like, I don't care. Money is no object. <laughs> it is pretty expensive. It's like two hundred dollars Canadian. So I oh hope my you god, appreciate it. yeah, that's why I said should I. I I didn't I was know like, it was that a lot much. of money. <laughs> yes, you still should. <laughs> I did. I did. Well, and good thing I did when I did because um, mm-hmm. later that day it was sold out. I mean, the wow. jelly box is in 
is in high demand. So sometimes you become so obsessed with Bachelor Nation that some of your all-time favorite bachelors and bachelorettes, you end up buying their shit. Yeah, oh, um, I, I think yeah. I think you're gonna do. I think you're gonna do great, uh, and you're just gonna end up with a bounty. You're, it's probably gonna be worth at least four hundred Canadians. Well, that's what she said. <laughs> Loonies and she, toonies. That's, that's what, what she, she said. said. She said that they're they're valued at four hundred Canadian or more. So, oh, you know, I love that. It's like you know, that. I'll I'll take it. Um, okay, so this is really interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Um, so Chris Chris Austin. Our, our mentality mm-hmm. coach. Um, okay. He has 8,752 followers on Instagram. Womp womp. Why? Not so good. <laughs> well, it's not as good as he wants it to be, right? And mm-hmm. four hours ago, he posted something that says, this is my work before work. Keeping it quick on a weekend. You can always get something in. Hashtag become your best. Oh, also there's a lion emoji. And it's just like Ugh. him working out. And it's got 86 likes and no comments, which leads me to believe he is deleting comments. Um, mm. Or buying followers, one or the other, right? It has to be one He literally other. has like, like very few comments. Okay, so like last week it says the ability to get to a new level. Hashtag become your best. And then he's got one from July 18th. Lesson learned. Hashtag self-improvement. And someone, okay, this is where he actually, so this is interesting. He's so inconsequential that on his most recent post, nobody's commenting. I think that's what it is. Like, <laughs> everyone stopped caring. Last week, the comments were, what lesson was that? Enlighten us. Um, oh, someone says you were wronged. I get what you were talking about, please. You were right. <laughs> Why should someone sleep with another person if you're in love with someone else? Oh, so he's got like very conservative fans. Blah. Oh, fun. These are probably like, people who are in his like mentality, you know, little his mentality squad club. Yeah. Do you think he's <laughs> an MLM? Did, did we check and see if he was an MLM or I just can't remember? I can't remember either, but like, even if he's not directly involved in an MLM, I feel like he's got, he's got the passion. He's got the vibes. He's got, he's an MLM or at heart, he, even if he's not actually involved in one yet. He's there mentally. His mentality yeah. is there. He apparently has a book too. Oh boy. Should I buy that? You you bought the two hundred dollar <laughs> Canadian uh box of goodies from Jilly, and I'll buy the eleven ninety-nine ebook from this idiot. How's that sound? He actually has two books. Um, and if you buy them both, you get five dollars off. Oh wow. Uh, one is Become Your Best, Mastering Confidence Through Six Phrases of Quotes and Notes which is a mm. bad title. The other one is The Way, a Hawaiian story of growth, relationships, and volleyball. Oh, wow. As I mean, somebody... <laughs> I'm bad Go at ahead. volleyball. Maybe I should get that one. Maybe you should get that one. As somebody who... Well, and it's on sale. Uh, as somebody who uh, had to write like press releases for like a bunch of self-authored books... Um, mm-hmm. I understand how people uh, pump up a lot of their experience and put these websites together and do things like, uh, you know, go, I appeared in Times Square. Can you believe it? You should hire me for stuff. Like, I totally understand that world more than I want to. Oh, God. (laughs) Anyway, um, you know, and then it's like, oh, there's a bunch of like, 
stock photos on your website. His website is honestly a trip. And also, like, he gets the aspect ratio wrong in some of his photos, and it's super annoying. His website is not good. I think it was built with Wix, but. Neither is his personality. Yeah, his personality is My favorite is kind of website is when they build it in Wix, and also they don't get rid of the, the little Wix toolbar at the top. That always kicks oh. ass. I'm into that. Yeah. I mean, at least he didn't do that, but it this looks like a Wix website. And listen, you can make a Wix website look good. If you have a Wix website and you're getting offended, calm, calm down. You can make a Wix website look good, but it requires the same amount of talent that it does to make any other website look good. They just set you up for failure from the outset to make something look crappy and have bad formatting and not be responsive yeah. and look like it was copy pasted together you know like like you're like a high schooler making a deep collage (laughs) like you know like it's just not cute um but you know become your best of it now if i get retargeted ads for this motherfucker i'm gonna be so mad (laughs) like no i don't want to know about your six phase process squarespace there now we got those Those are something going to pop up on all of our phones. It's great. Oh, you want to know what his education is? I just want to dunk on Chris for a little while and then we can go I'd back. I'd love to. to. Um, okay. Oh, my God. I hate him. Okay. So, all right. Over a decade of motivating business owners, employees, and athletes, owner of multiple six-figure businesses. I Can I call a timeout? Over you. a decade. How old is he? How old is Chris? 30 at the most? He has over a decade of experience. I don't okay? believe that. I don't either, but he, you know, it's like when people are like combined, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I can't tell you how many people like this I've run into in my life. And I have learned that, oh, like all of these people, especially like who are like, you know, I don't know, throwing their weight around on places like LinkedIn. I'm like, Mm -hmm. most of you are fakers. And I have learned that. And I am not a faker. And I undersell my abilities. And I would, I'm happy to do it, you know? Um, But when someone is like owner of all these things, founder of all these things, and you don't actually see like there's, okay, his LinkedIn is bad. Let's put it that way. Um, Because there's no photos for any of the companies. You know what I mean? Like uh, it says he's like the owner of championship performance advantage. But like literally, like there are no photo previews on any of this stuff, which shows me you don't know how to use LinkedIn. Like they're like broken images. Hold on, I'll send this to you in um in chat. <laughs> uh, it's bad. It's really bad. I'm like embarrassed for him. Uh, and then he also, I feel like I've ripped on more than one person's LinkedIn on <laughs> this podcast, which is funny. Um, but I'm very passionate about this. And so like his top four like experience are like owner of championship performance advantage, public speaker, sports business owner and director of Setter College Volleyball, which is like his actual job, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's probably what he does the most often. Like I, you know, like, okay, so let's put it this way. I have spoken at events. I've presented at conferences, but I don't sell myself as a public speaker. And I'm in town. <laughs> you know, no. like I'm a marketer, I'm a strategist, and yes, I will I can speak at your thing and talk about the things that I know. But I am not unless I I think about like the percentage load of the things that I'm doing or where yeah. I want to go next, um, based on the things that I've already done. I'm just 
I'm just a little skeptical. Um, over a decade of motivating business owners, employees, and athletes by being a volleyball coach is what it should say. Because he's been an assistant college volleyball coach and like and volleyball player and head volleyball. And honestly, like the volleyball stuff to me is more interesting. Um, but he's been doing that since 2013. So that's not even a decade. His mm-hmm. his earliest LinkedIn credit is 2013, but he spent over a decade motivating people. Owner of multiple six-figure businesses. I see on LinkedIn, and he updated it, I think, fairly recently. Um, and if he didn't, he should have updated all of his stuff before he got on TV, and that's on him. Um, but it says he's an owner of Championship Performance Advantage, a sports owner and director of Setter College Volleyball, and an author and a public speaker but I do not believe that those businesses make you six figures each. Mm-hmm. No. I do not believe you at not all. Not possible. Uh, two times Amazon.com selling author. Doesn't say best selling. <laughs> just, just selling. Just says selling. Just there selling. have been sales. Documented sales. I have sold things on Amazon as an author, um, which is very easy to do. Anyone can do it. And also, there is a very unique specific strategy that people employ to become a bestseller. And that's becoming a bestseller in this like really weird niche where it's like you go down five, six, seven levels in Amazon books and you can sell enough bulk copies that you become a bestseller in that area. And it's usually like Mm -hmm. getting, you know, people join these like circles where it's like, oh, 50 people you know, we all buy each other's books. So then we become yeah. bestsellers. It's all a fucking scam and it grosses me <laughs> out. And I yep. do not want to do. And this guy seems like such a fucking scam artist. And he should just stick to volleyball because this stuff disgusts me mm-hmm. when I went into mm-hmm. it. And I used to be kind of like benign about it. Like, well, I guess you got to start somewhere. And now I'm like, no, I hate it all. I hate it all. Um, Okay. And he's a Two times NCAA Division One national champion, which I believe. Like mm-hmm. that's that's like the one that's thing fair. that I'm like, that's believable. He went to USC. He was a volleyball coach there. He was a professional indoor volleyball player who traveled to Finland, Greece, and Argentina. Honestly, that's the stuff that's like interesting. He was an assistant volleyball coach at UC Irvine. That stuff is cool to me. I don't know why you don't just lean into that and instead you got to do all this other stuff. Um, no, yeah, just the garbage. Yeah. And I do a lot of things, but I also don't act like this. Um, <laughs> uh, creator of the Mentality Leadership and IQ Training Program by Chris P. Austin. So that's one of mm. his businesses, I guess. Creator of the Vocal Visualization by Chris P. Austin. What the fuck? Master's degree in human psychology, master's degree in coaching and administration, and certified life coach. So those are his credentials that he puts down on, you know, on uh, his website. Great. It's just, I just like, and I'm going to say this to be petty. I have more followers than him on LinkedIn. But anyway. <laughs> Get his ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even talk about mentality. It's so weird. Um, uh, he got, okay. Oh, God. And I hate to. Mm. Uh, do you know anything about Portland State University? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, it's what D2? I guess it's up and coming university. That's where he got his uh, master's degree. I don't know anything about it, but he got his bachelor's degree in business from UC Irvine. Fine, uh, master's degree in Concordia University. 
Irvine in coaching and administration, a bachelor's degree in public health policy from UC Irvine. So he must have been like a double major. Oh, no, no. He can't, he went back. Um, went to Long Beach City College, Associate of Arts, Business Administration. And he went to Coronado High School. So that's his whole life story. Uh, anyway, in Fort Myers, Florida. Oh, I thought he was in. Why is it? When was he in Hawaii? Anyway. Um, <laughs> when he wrote his book about Hawaii and volleyball. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. Um, I thought he was like from Hawaii, but uh, yeah. So he's an enigma wrapped in a riddle, wrapped in a vest, uh, as he would say on The Simpsons. Uh, oh, and this is also bad. Okay, one more dunk and then we'll keep moving. Sorry, everyone. Right. If you don't like all the pettiness. <laughs> uh, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. Um, We're all about so the you pettiness. Go- he needs to update his LinkedIn. Maybe I should men- message him and say, hey, mentality coach, um, I think your mentality is not being portrayed correctly on your LinkedIn page because it is woefully out of date. When you go <laughs> to the featured link, which you choose for for the uninitiated, there's like a featured section that you can add to LinkedIn. You can put any links there you want. I usually advise that people do like two or three links because after that point, they kind of like lose the description area. Um, mm-hmm. He's got one and it says invite Chris P. Austin. It's a picture of him, but his head is cut off. And so it's just like his hands. So it kind of looks like a stock photo, but it is him because it's the same shirt that he's wearing on his website. And then it's like super stylized, kind of a weird choice. And then you click it and it says, we couldn't find the page you're looking for. So it's mm-hmm. a broken link that goes to his website. So you can't invite him anywhere. And that's his main call to action on his LinkedIn. So again, I don't think he should be teaching anyone about mentality because he is not doing this correctly. And of course, he's a fan of Gary V because of course he is. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's Fuck like Gary V. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> I get so passionate about this stuff. Anyway, moving on. So... <laughs> Okay, so I thought the date with uh, Zach and Rachel was very cute. Now we get to Gabby's date with Eric. And um, this was interesting because Gabby's like, my grandpa's going to come along. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) okay. And they do this like sound ceremony, which like did not seem like it would be Eric's thing. But he was like nice about it, at least. You know, he was kind of like, Mm -hmm. I'll I'll go with it. It's fine. Um, And then uh, let's see. And then they follow it up with bowling. And do you think, okay, who do you think, okay, let me ask this question. In the age that we're in with COVID and everything, everybody in that bowling alley was a plant, correct? Oh, 100%. Yeah. No, they rented the bowling alley. They're all plants. Uh, It's interesting to see how they're framing a lot of stuff in this season because even like their big premiere and stuff, and they've done a couple of other things where they're just in downtown Los Angeles and there's like a lot of set dressing and bullshit that bowling alley, 110% plants. Uh, everybody in there got paid 50 bucks. They were there for nine hours. All they had to do was sit. Um, also, shitty date. If if you're sitting around and, and you, you know you get you get a one-on-one and you're asking yourself, do the producers like me? The answer is a strong no. If this early <laughs> on, you're getting the bowling date. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Totally. Um, but okay, but can we talk about Julie? Because Julie's cool. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. This is I this I'm is the, the best Julie. part. It's like it's not even it's not 
her date, right? This is like the horny grandpa date. This is where this is Dude, all about grandpa. Hundred percent. And like she okay, I loved her like pin pal shirt. I just can't everything is a Simpsons reference to me. But she's got like that pink bowling shirt, you know? And I was like, mm-hmm. Hell yeah, Julie. And she was like, I was like, she's gonna be good at bowling. And she appeared to be good at bowling. And then and then they walk out and Gabby's like, maybe I'll get a new grandma out of this. So <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. Um, yeah, I don't really see it with Gabby and Eric. I th- think I just, uh, he just doesn't like interest me all that much. Um, and she's talking about, but she's talking about some pretty deep stuff with him and he does seem to not be scared off by it. So that's good. And she, uh, Gabby gets upset. She's like talking about like her estrangement with her mom and stuff and walks away. Um, but she comes back, recovers. Uh, the one thing that I noticed during this date is that Eric does not open his mouth very much. Mm-hmm. No. He talk, he's like, I'm really excited about this opportunity. Did you know that I'm a ventriloquist? I don't move my mouth when I talk. Um, but he still got the rose. And I don't know. I don't have much to say about the state outside of that. It was just kind of like, mur, mur. it's fine. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. It it, it, was, <laughs> it was good enough. Like you, But the other thing is, is like the value for him here is you get to look good in front of the girl that you like, but also look good in front of her family. And everyone on the show's like, like family is so important to me. But when grandpa's trying to like, you know, just get with some old lady in the bowling alley, like it, that's not an opportunity for you. So <laughs> this wasn't a failure from the standpoint of like, it went poorly, but in my mind, it's a failure from the standpoint of what have you gained? Where are you going? Like what? There's nothing here. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it was just kind of a nothing burger, but you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Um, so I don't know how far he's going to make it. He just doesn't really seem to emote much either. I'm not, I'm just not sure. I don't know how I feel about him. Like I said, I, I don't really care about Eric or Logan at all. And I, I feel like they're getting a lot of attention, which makes me nervous. Cause like, I don't want them to like make it very far. Um, so then let's go to the group date where we get to like a bridal shoot, I thought. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, it's a silly shoot. But then there's proposals at the end. And we have like our favorite photographer back for, you know, for this series. And what was your favorite outfit or scene or setting? Tell me the truth. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I... <sighs> I, I did. I enjoyed the part. The, the guy that I, I end up hating here is uh, he. He has a good a good prominent role of. They're like, well, he looks like a a, a model from a romance novel, so we're going to put like a single leaf over his wiener and have him parade around. Uh, and and then we do the. So he he was good there, and then you kind of move into this photo shoot with the 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 wedding shit, and these always make me cringe because on the one hand you have all this purity where they're like, Oh, we're not there yet. Don't talk about this yet. We can't do this yet. But here it's like, get down on one knee and tell me how much you love me. And it's a lot, right? It feels like a lot to me. Like I would, I would personally not enjoy that. But of course, if one person shines in this moment, it's probably Nate. 
but also whoever the guy was that was just like, so uh, marry me. <laughs> Shout out to that guy for just <sighs> not buying into the bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do think Nate was like genuine. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it really felt like he really wanted to do it right. And I guess good for him. Like, you know, I get I get that he, I get why he did it the way he did it. And it was very sweet. And it was kind of like, oh, my God, what? Like I caught Gabby mm-hmm. off guard for sure. I thought that was sweet. Um, And I think it made up for him at least what we saw, because who knows what we didn't see. Right. But they filmed it in such a way, edited it in such a way that it didn't seem like he had approached Gabby. Like I was surprised that he didn't and like Mario didn't. Like these guys who have been very vocal about being interested in Gabby didn't approach her at the pool party. Again, who knows if they actually did or didn't. But I felt like if that was the case, it made up for it then. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I said that uh, Rachel and Avon were cute. Um, what the hell is it? I said old man gets to kissing. Oh, uh, Jason. <laughs> Jason, Jordan, <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. Uh, the oldest dude in the house. He's like, you're older than me. I'm so mean. Uh, and then we see like this montage. Tino talks about being here for Rachel. Okay. So this is where Gabby meets with the men. And Tyler was like, hey, I'm going to pick Rachel. Is that cool? And he's that boardwalk guy. And he was really sweet about it. Like mm-hmm. totally no issue. Like he's like, I wanted to tell you first and I think you're really great. And, but I'm just feeling it more with Rachel. And at this point I just want to pursue her. And, and she's like, did you tell her? And he's like, no, I'm going to tell her next, but I wanted to come to you first. And it was like, you went about that the totally right way. I get what you're doing. You know, like it felt very genuine and like not mm-hmm. shitty. And, you know, and Gabby was like, it's like hurts, but it wasn't, like, he can't help it, and he's just being honest with me. And he was honest yeah. in the nicest way. Totally fine. Then we get Hayden, who, fuck Hayden. Hayden sucks. Uh, and he's like, well, you know, you're kind of rough around the edges. And I was like, what kind of fucking comment is that? If you think she's rough around the edges, wait till you meet me, okay? Buddy. Yeah, who the fuck? Why would you even say that to someone and then think it's a benign comment that's not going to get a horrific reaction? Like, why would you say that? It's insane. That was just an awful thing to say to somebody. And I was like, you are gross as fuck. So I'm not here for that at all. Like, you know, Hayden can like, you know, take a long walk off a short pier. And mm-hmm. then um, also, um, I'm getting all the J names wrong. So I'm like <laughs> double checking. Like, wait, did I get this right? Wait, why is this cast page is like really weird? Okay, Jacob, the mortgage broker, who I was like kind of rooting for, then is also an a-hole. And he was just like, well, I'm here for Rachel. And like, well, you know, if it was just you, like I wouldn't be here. (laughs) And she's like, uh, okay. Like, (laughs) and I just wrote, Gabby is a dream and these men are fools because that is really how I feel about it. (laughs) Um, like Gabby is like the cool, one of the coolest bachelorettes we've ever had. So like, what the hell is your deal? Um, and then this is like another juxtaposed scenario where Rachel is having a great time and Gabby's feeling like shook up as she should, because who the hell says that? Like, there's nicer ways to say that. And Tyler proved that. And it was just Mm -hmm. like very weird. Um, 
And so then they get to the point where they're like giving out roses and Rachel's like, I'm going to give Avon a rose. And then Gabby's like, I'm not going to give anybody a rose. And the men were like, what? You know? Mm -hmm. And um, this was where I had hope that this episode, that the women will stay friends throughout the season, which made me feel better because I am nervous. Like, I don't want there to be conflict with them. I want them to stay a unit the entire time. Yeah, because that's, that's kind of the one thing that's holding it together is like you yeah. you see the pressure and I want this bend but never break. Like, I, I need to root for them because I'm not really rooting for the guys at this point. Yeah, um, I just want them to always be like a unified front. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciated Rachel's response to this because obviously she could tell Gabby was upset. So she was like, all right, what happened? And Gabby told her and Rachel was like, are you fucking kidding me? And she's like, do you want me to go like right away, like fight mode? She's like, do you want me to say (laughs) something? Do you want me to go get them? And Gabby's like, no, no, no. Like, I feel uncomfortable. Like, we'll talk about it tomorrow morning. Like, I just kind of like need to be upset about it, which is totally Mm -hmm. fair. But Rachel was ready to jump in and like defend her in whatever way she wanted. And then as they're walking away, Rachel's like, I'm going to kill them. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, good, good. I'm like, bring that energy every time. And so then do a murder on TV. That'd be super cool. (laughs) That uh, I'm not saying that. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then you can tell that they did have good conversations about this because this was interesting. And I, I'm guessing you also found this interesting that they're like their strategy changed. So they're like, what we're trying to figure out now is mm-hmm. how we can retain the power in these dynamics because we they these men are acting like it is their choice in their show and it is not their fucking show it is our show and we are calling the shots so they were like f this we're canceling the cocktail party and their first step and idea of like gaining the power back would be like they are choosing the men and the men have to exclusively choose them now it is you know the rubber is hitting the road and all that mm-hmm. and they can reject the rose but then we find out when the first rose gets rejected that then that bachelorette does not get a chance to give it out again which i think was a huge misstep and a way for the men to retain the power and i think they Mm -hmm. noticed that midway through like uh we did this fucked up didn't we um but it is hard to know exactly how to go about that and i also would see like if i don't know I get it. I get both ways of approaching it because, like, if the other woman was able to pick them, would they feel like second choice? Sure. Uh, you know, or like, would it feel like a slight to the other woman that they picked them? You know what I mean? And they stuck around. Like, I can totally see that also not being ideal. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I wrote down that Gabby used the word impetus and it made my whole night. Um, <laughs> I was like, see, Gabby is super smart. She's super smart. And like, she just say casually use the word impetus. Uh, so Rachel chooses Tino, Logan, and I'll go into more detail after this list. Termaine, Alec, Tyler, Ethan, Jordan, Meatball, and Hayden. However, Termaine is like, I'm here for Gabby. We had a stronger connection. And everyone's like, what connection? We didn't see anything on TV. Um, Alex says no as well. And Meatball's like, I'm interested in Gabby. 
Gabby Asterisk. has a, Yeah, Gabby has a well yeah. Gabby has a 100% success rate. Um she chooses Nate, Johnny, Spencer, Jason, Mario, Kirk, Quincy and Michael. And yeah, it doesn't surprise me that like the men Gabby chose are also the men that I like more. Like that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, yeah. Um and then and after Meatball rejects Rachel, she walks out. <laughs> like as <laughs> you like, got meatball. So embarrassing. Like Meatball rejected you. Like I hate myself. Um and so these men who were kind of taking a risk and saying that they weren't going to stay um like they they all left right what did any of them get chosen no the other i don't think so no um and so that was in well at least so far so alec and uh jacob jacob and um termaine are all out and then meatball feels regret at the end of this episode and he goes back to Rachel. And I actually do believe him. I think he was like, I just blacked out. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. He was like, it was fucked up. I didn't know what to do. It's like, yeah, dude, I get it. Like, he yeah, seems I like totally... the most sincere man of all yes, time. So. Yes. I 100% believe Meatball. I don't think he's just trying to stay. Like, he, I think he was like, you know what? I was just like caught off guard. And also, he probably didn't know if he was going to get to stay or leave. And he's like, mm-hmm. I, I haven't really gotten a chance to know you. And now I feel like I regret it. And I would like a chance to know you. And I feel like I messed up. And like, are you going to let me stay? Do you think Rachel's going to let me ball stay and give him another shot? Oh, hell yeah. He's, he's yeah? staying hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> he's sweet and they like him and, and he like makes them food and they enjoy that. Well, and, and, and her roster's looking a little thin. If you ask yeah. me, so. well, he's got like golden retriever energy, you know, mm-hmm. like, Love him. Yeah, I think he's sweet. I hope she says yes, but I also would understand if she said no. But I think he's he's really like he's just a goof. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. There's nothing really more to it than that. Um great. Well, we caught up and I feel good about it. And that was that didn't take too long. Hour and a half. No, we did a good job. And and what what amazing analysis I'm I'm patting us on the back right now, virtually. We did good. Wow. Wow. Great. Um, if you want to hear me like rip apart other LinkedIn pages, you just let me know because I'm happy to do that like <laughs> anytime, anywhere, any day. Um, I'm gonna I'm just gonna wrap us up with a few Bachelor Nation pieces of news that mm. I don't think I knew. Um one, um Anna Redmond, remember Anna Redmond? She was that like copywriter who stuck her foot in her mouth like a million times yes. from Chicago. And we were like, well, who's, who would even hire you? Um, she's dating Chris Bukowski, you know, that dude who just like will not leave Bachelor Nation. <laughs> and he's like, he's like that guy who like is like a alum of a frat house and he just keeps showing up. And you're like, why, mm-hmm. man? Oh, Move God. on with your life. Well, they're dating. Um, and then let's see, uh, I saw like another one. I saw something about Jillian, uh, you know, my Jillian. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they did like a cute little, like us weekly feature, like pictures with their kids and stuff. And it's cutesy Mm -hmm. cutesy and mommy bloggery. And it's very nice. And also it looks like she's got some like 
like gray hair showing and I like love that. So like good for her. She's a, she always like keeps it real. Jillian's cool. She's like very chill and I'm excited for the jelly box and I can't wait to tell you what I get in it. It'll probably come in like the next few weeks. I think it's like supposed to come like mid August or something like that. <laughs> and then it gets revealed in September. So I still don't even know like what's in Ooh. it, like anything of what's in it. Yeah. Pretty, pretty exciting. Um, and then one other thing. So apparently, so Blake Moines might be dating somebody new. Um, Natalie Lee. Yeah. Um, from Love is Blind. I haven't, I don't think I watched the season that she was in. So she must've been in the second season. I, I like did not watch that one. Um, but he was on like a sea turtle conservation trip and he was also on the trip with this Natalie Lee from Love is Blind. And mm-hmm. he called her his breakfast date. And people are wondering if he's, if she's his date date. <laughs> uh, they look cute together. I mean, whatever, you know. His breakfast date. Well, that's what he called her because they were eating <laughs> breakfast together. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Successful morning with turtles at Natalie Mina Lee breakfast date. That's what it says on the on his Insta. Interesting. So, so there's some, um, there's some news and there's also a feature from Rachel Lindsay talking about why she and Brian keep their relationship private and offline, probably because they want it to last and they're smart. Yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> like, I think I she's like one of the, the smartest bachelorettes who's like ever been on the show. Um, she goes, Brian is none of your business. <laughs> I'm joking. Well, half joking. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's really inter- that's cool. Um, the audience wants to know what we're doing if we're okay. What's next for our future? They want the love story to still play out in public, uh, but our contractual public story ended on August seventh, twenty seventeen. At that point, we decided we wanted to control the future of our relationship. Mm. Yeah, Rachel's one of the smartest people to ever be on the show for sure, <laughs> and I always like appreciate her take on everything. Um, by carefully choosing what we want to disclose, we stay true to who we are as a couple. It's so easy to fall into the social media trap as an indicator to the status of one's relationship. But how many times have you seen a couple post about their love and happiness only to announce their breakup two days later on that same platform? It's true. Yeah. So when the days, weeks, and maybe even months go by without a social media post of Rachel and Brian, don't worry. We're good over here, privately cherishing our love and building a future as one can sans social media. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I love Rachel. And I feel bad for ever being against Brian because he seems like a cool dude. So she obviously (laughs) saw something in him that we did not see on TV and it worked Mm -hmm. out. And I'm very happy for her. Okay, that's all I've got. Got, Do you got any like hot gossip or last pieces of advice or anything like that to share with the people? You know, I've I've got no hot goss, uh, unfortunately. But... Um, I, I just, I just want to say, Hey, I'm, I'm glad that you guys stick with us. I'm sorry that we had to do a, a double episode here, but just remember no matter how busy life gets, Sammy and I remain dedicated <laughs> to a silly reality TV show. So it's good. Like, you gotta have something that grounds you in life. <laughs> we're like cockroaches, you know, we cannot yes. be destroyed or like Twinkies, you know, we're people, just always going to be around. compare me to a cockroach all the time. So that's. <laughs> I'm like one of those fancy designer cockroaches, like the Madagascar hissing <laughs> cockroaches, you know, it's much Love fancier. It. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So 
until next week, which is right around the corner here, friends, take care of yourselves and others. Uh, be good. If it's hot by you, make sure you're staying cool and hydrate. Don't dehydrate. Yeah, don't do needle drugs. Up, 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 up